the Urban Broadcast Collective brings together the best podcasts on cities and urban life. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. So this is me walking down one of the main streets in Kundruk. It's in Victoria, it's on the Victorian side of the Murray to the slightly bigger town of either Barham or Barmer. Even while I'm here I still have to look up which one they are. The track I'm walking down is actually what used to be a tramway. Welcome to a mini episode of This Must Be The Place. You're listening to Elizabeth Taylor, formerly of RMIT Centre for Urban Research, soon to be of Monash School of Art, Design and Architecture. In the meantime, I'm on holidays and I'm visiting a place called Kundruk and I thought maybe it would make a little... I don't think it's quite enough for a whole podcast, but in lieu of just putting a picture up and explaining it on the internet, I'm going to do a little smaller version of a podcast just to explain one of the attractions of this place called Kundruk. So Kundruk is a small town on the Murray River. It's on the other side of the river to Barham or Barma. And I must confess, I consistently mix up those two town names because they're only one letter apart and they're both on the Murray River. I got here on a bus. That's part of the sort of novelty value. Is I like to find places you can travel by bus and public transport in Victoria. And many of those are actually... The bus lines are old train lines that were replaced when train lines were closed down en masse through the 70s in particular. That's the sound of a truck. Almost guarantee that that truck is carrying uh, redwood timber because that's one of the other sounds you hear in Kundruk apart from, I guess, birds and big trees is the sound of the sawmill which has been operating since the, since the 1890s. So I came up on the bus. It goes from um, from Melbourne up to Barma, Barham. And part of that route traces what used to be a rail line, the Elmore Kahuna rail line, which is now, um, I think there's nothing really on it except sort of been replaced by walking tracks in part. But now in Kundruk, what I'm looking at, I'm sitting in what used to be a tram station. It looks like a train station, but yeah, more like your light rail station, I guess, in Melbourne. And it's the terminus for what was the Kerrang to Kundruk or Kerrang and Kundruk tramway. Of course, rail buffs out there wouldn't know the exact difference between a train and a tram. I don't really. I think the way they've explained it on some of the signs here is just that they're light, lighter rails and there weren't so signals used. But what the Krang Kundruk tramway used to be was... So this was a town with, uh, I guess, agricultural and timber stuff going on, but the railways which were being extended at the end of the 19th century that weren't going to come to Kundruk. They were, however, going to Kerrang, which is about 30 kilometres away from here. And what the it was a private operation set up by I guess investors from Kundruk to set up a private tramway to connect the town through to the he- heavy rail in Kerrang, 
and they partly private finance but also partly made use of some kind of scheme olden day scheme to through which the Victorian government subsidized um, country areas to start their own tramways and I can only assume that that scheme when they designed it it was meant to be for like you know like Ballarat or something to, to put in their trams but instead this country shire has used it to build a 30 kilometer thereabouts tramway from one town to the other to meet the railway so a kind of feeder tram service well first of all that's remarkable in itself I mean there's a lot of history of private railways but uh, and tramways but I think that combination of having private tramways in a country area is does seem kind of unusual the other remarkable thing to me is that this tramway continued operation privately operated through to I think 1950s or possibly 60s I'll have to go and fact check this later where it was then taken over by Victoria Railways which used to be the state enterprise which ran our our public railways and that of course brought with it um, I guess being looked at I mean it came with extra facilities maybe but also became looked at in the same way that other railways were looked at which in the 1970s meant being looked at as a, a burden that should be closed down so it was significantly scaled back I think in the 1960s this tram service but it's interesting to think of I think there's some stops somewhere along the way as well like the the uh, easement is still there in large part and little tram stops in the middle of literally nowhere or irrigation dairy farms and stuff um, continued to the 60s and into the 1970s I think the last service was in 1976 again fact check this later but its last few years were actually run just as a school tram service in, in similar way to now in Victoria in country areas you have special regional bus services to ferry school children to school that would have had a whole uh, group of children from Kundruk and the surrounding towns traveling to school in Kerrang on a tram now of course I'm looking at this tram and to me it looks an awful lot like a train but again that's one for the train buffs to understand and yeah it's I think it's for various reasons it's heritage listed and it's now this sort of centerpiece in the middle of Kundruk, which is a very, very quiet, kind of like a beach town on the river. But there's a few other things going on here. There's the sawmill I mentioned. Um, there's a shop across the road from the sawmill that says greens cost jobs, and that seems to be largely concerned with, um, I guess, battles for forestry and, and rights on Gunbayer Island, which is near here. There's a lot of tourism to do with um, just coming on the river, I think it's music stuff, and it used to be one of those places that had ads on regional television, f- not Kundruk itself, but just across the river where you could travel to, w- before Victoria legalised gaming machines in 1993, I think it was, you know, it would be a whole tourism industry around travelling to New South Wales just across the border, so that you can go to the services club across the road here or to gamble, and that was that kind of tourism, and it, there's still a bit of that there, certainly the services club over the road there, and Barama is still pretty big. Yeah, and the other thing you notice being here and also just reading the local papers and things like that, big the big industry is still dairy, irrigation, driven dairy, dairying. Um, I mean, that started, I think when they initially colonised this area, it was sort of pastoral stuff, but it started intensifying with irrigation. It came up from all the way from, I think, the Waronga Basin, which is near Shepparton. That's where the irrigation channels around here are coming from. And so the, a huge number of people around here are reliant on irrigation and water allocation. So uh, two big things that are in the news. One is the announcement yesterday, Woolworths, to scale back their uh, under underpriced $1 milk. They're only one of the supermarkets, but it's some kind of price war that's really apparently driven a lot of dairy 
dairy farmers out of the industry or you know certainly to the brink at least as as far as they say on tv i'm inclined to believe them and the other thing that's happening is this sort of um war over water allocations from murray darling basin and how that affects different kind of users along here now i don't know a lot about water allocation but you certainly i can say this that there's a different view presented in the papers in kundruk than there are in i guess metropolitan areas where it's more about some of the environmental costs here's some of the stuff i was reading was more about i guess the livelihoods of of these kinds of communities now i'm not sure whether they mean cotton farmers or it's hard to imagine there's that many people employed in cotton farming but dairy farming and their dependence on allocations and interestingly one of the articles i was looking at saying that it's a all any kind of environmental stuff is all a sham what this is really about is about getting water down to south australia so that a few rich people in south australia which is a funny image in itself can have a, a lifestyle and boating and all that kind of stuff so there's a very level of cynicism here at least but yeah there's no tram to kundruk now there hasn't been a tram here for over over 40 years but i think the fact that it kundruk Kerrang private rail tramway was started was operated and, and really for nearly a century i think is pretty remarkable and i think it says a lot about i guess the changing fortunes of regional areas and the ch- also the changing ways we think about what's possible with transport and um the, the level to which local communities either have the resources or the um inclination or rights whatever all those kinds of things put together to pursue a scheme like this and have it be not at least total total white elephant i think by most many uh, measures very successful until at least all sort all sorts of economic changes meant towns like kundruk aren't what they were and also things like rail transport weren't what they were so the, the fates of the two are kind of tied up so now it's just a, a funny little relic kundruk kerrang tramway you've been listening to elizabeth taylor this must be the place mini episode and I'm going to maybe go back and find out fact check a few things to make sure I got them right and maybe I'll tack those on the end here okay fact checking a couple points and by fact checking I mean looking in the tourism guide in the motel room. The 26-kilometre Kerrang Kundruk tramway built in 1889 linked the river port of Kundruk with Melbourne via the railway link to Kerrang. It was called a tramway because only light rails were used. The tramway was not fenced in and signals were not allowed. The line operated until 1976 for passengers and 1978 for goods. Competition from a sealed road to Kerrang reduced the business because it was a private tramway and forced its closure. The old station remains in the middle of Main Street, Kundruk, together with a replica of one of the last locomotives used on the line. It's kind of weird that they go the whole effort of building a replica. So what happened to the old ones, the real ones? Who knows? Okay, a couple of more fact checks this time on the Kerrang Kundruk Tramway via Wikipedia, which I'm assuming has been written by some kind of rail gunzel, so it's probably okay. So, Kerrang Kundruk Tramway was an Australian private railway of 5 foot 3 inches, 16 millimeter broad gauge, is that the right pronunciation, 
running from the state-owned Victorian Railways Network Pianjal Railway Line at Kerrang to the Murray River town of Kundruk, with intermediate stations at, oh boy, Yoburn, Hinkson's, Teal Point and Gunnawarra. I wonder what's there now. Because I'm in uh, Kundruk and they've got like the, the station still preserved there now, but it's hard to imagine the others are still there. So, construction was initiated by the Shire of Swan Hill under the terms of the Tramways and Country Districts Act 1886, which allowed local governments in country areas to construct tramways with financial assistance from the Victorian government to a limit of £2,000 a mile. I very roughly calculated that that would be about $300,000 a mile. Um, the tramway was opened in 1889. Um, 1898, the Shire of Swan Hill was renamed Shire Kerang. Why? In 19, by 1920, the tramway's construction had cost £39,229. What's that? Should I look it up? Oh, I'll, try, I'll do it roughly. £40,000 in 1920. About, oh, see, this is another thing that's interesting about it. I know I just used, I mean, I did use the RBA's pre-decimal inflation calculator, so it's not like I made it up, but still. Roughly, I'm seeing that being like $2.7, $2.8 million in today's money, which is absolutely eclipse any kind of light rail cost of projects now. It's probably more like two, that million dollars per, you know, kilometre, I'm guessing. So the, the cost of... of rail project is really quite quite a different stratosphere now. Um, ownership of the Kerrang Kundruk tramway was transferred to Victoria Railways in 1952 and it was officially closed in March 1981. Wow, so it actually had a pretty long run. And it's got the description of the trains, I won't go into that. Um, so maybe while I'm here, I'll just look at costs of uh, Sydney light rail per kilometre. So remembering this one ended up being sort of like $30,000 or something. Okay, um, for the Sydney light rail, just here it says the cost estimated, so I'm guessing it costs more than that, uh, cost of constructing the options range from about $390 million for a three-kilometre line along George Street to more than $1.4 billion. So it's this different kind of what a tram or a light rail means in what it meant in Karang Kundruk, and I guess part of that was different land costs or whatever, construction styles and so on, but it's really now more sort of a boutique, uh, very expensive item, whereas back going back to this point in time where Kundruk built their own private tramway, I guess it was cost efficient, it, ma it made sense from their point of view, and, and the assistance was there in a way like can you imagine, well, first of all I can't imagine they'd want to, but if say a country town like Kerrang or Kundruk wanted a tram now, for some obscure purpose. I can only imagine, I guess they'd have to apply for assistance from the sort of tourism regional development fund or something like that. It certainly wouldn't be under the auspices of, of transport, but to the extent it was, well, it would be mainly state budget determining it and it would be quite a different way of apportioning funds. So that's a little bit of fact-checking and speculation on the Kundruk tramway.
and this is the sound of the Kundruk, Kundruk swimming pool on a, on a Tuesday afternoon in February. I think school kids have just started arriving. Waiting for the sound of a cow because it's not, <laughs> not far off. But they don't mew on cube. Yeah. 